Bro, football's fucking back. Football is back in three hours, exactly. I am fucking, I am excited. I've got $20 on Tampa Bay, minus seven and a half. Lock that in. The minute I heard that Zach Martin was out, I'm like, the odds are going to start going bad. So I immediately locked in uh, minus seven and a half. I uh, put a couple units on minus uh, 14 and a half. And then I put a couple units on minus 20 and a half. I legitimately, I legitimately think that the Buccaneers could win this game 35 to seven. Yeah, no, I still have my Cowboys to cover. Um, I think the Cowboys definitely have a shot to with Dak Prescott back. They definitely have a shot to make a lot of noise, bro. And I think they no live action though. No, I I understand that. Totally understand this. But with with what he's done in the last two weeks, that his arm has been fine, his shoulder has been fine, hundred percent. What on a shirt? I'm sure he's put in a lot of work after Hard Knocks. I haven't seen that last episode yet, so I'm not sure. But I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that that so-called week off, that's a bye week for them, Dak did a lot of throwing, a lot of catching up on time. The granite is going to look rough in the beginning. I think they're going to have a really ugly first half. But in the second half, they'll make a lot of noise. And that first half, they will be carried by Zeke. I think Zeke has a great game today. Man, so I'm taking Cowboys plus seven and a half, and I'm also taking the over of 51. Who bets unders? I do, actually. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm writing that down because I cannot believe that you think Tampa is going to cover right now. I think Cowboys definitely will cover Man, I, I, I think – Seven and a half? No. Bro, the Cowboys have not seen a pass rush like Tampa Bay's all preseason. On top of that, you've got no – I mean, here's the thing. Dak Prescott not getting any preseason snaps is fine if you're playing Houston or like Jacksonville. But you are going against arguably the best front seven in the league. I – Missing your Pro Bowl guard, Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue, who is activated, are going to obliterate that A-gap where Zach Martin used to be. They're going to have that Mexican kid who, from Hard Knocks, who his brother's going to be, like, eating popcorn and nachos and just watching his brother get blown the hell up all night long. It's going to be a long night for Dak. And I, I think – yeah, I, I think the, they're going to run a very similar game plan as they did in the Super Bowl, and they are going to just – yeah, I don't think it's going to be good at all. And I'm watching Trayvon Diggs just get torched by Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper thinks he's the best receiver in the league, said so. 
said it's on film, said <laughs> that's not just him saying that because he's confident. It's on the film and he can show you. I think he's maybe top 30 in the league. Eesh. I think there are three receivers on Tampa Bay better than Amari Cooper. And I think he, I think the bucket or the Cowboys defense, the secondary is just gonna get shredded. Um, see, that's where you're wrong. So Dak is before he got hurt, he was top 10 when it comes to blitzes. So you gotta understand that Dak definitely evolved before he got hurt. That offseason. He evolved. He was on pace to break so many records the way he was from behind, having to climb back in games, getting 300, 400, 450, 450 yard games. That Dak was doing that under pressure. He is very good under pressure. And of course, uh, the Buccaneers' D line is phenomenal. So of course, they're missing a guard. It's going to be tough, but Dak under pressure is just fine. Bro, now, I'm not, I'm not a Dak hater. I want that on the record. Like, I think Dak is going to have a very good year. I think the no preseason is going to hurt him. If this was week four, I would say you might have a shot at that cover, you know? But opening night, all the injuries, Dak not seeing live action, the Cowboys not having anybody even in practice who's going to give them a look like what the Buccaneers linebackers are going to give. I don't think this goes well for Dak. I think Dak's going to throw two picks. I think the Cowboys are going to look bad. I think they'll end the season probably eight and eight. We'll get into our division winners and playoff teams. Jay is going hard on the Cowboys for no fucking reason. Like the Cowboys don't have a fucking defense. Cowboys D line is top tier. They have a linebacking rookie, a linebacker. That's a rookie. That is, a monster in college, and he looks like he's going to be a monster in the NFL. You're forgetting about Vanderlash, that's there as well. Diggs is not a hoe in the corner, and they have a safety that's pretty good. So you got to understand that this, granted, okay, maybe they might not cover here, but they will definitely win 12 games this year. I I think I, I don't know. Dak is back, and you got to understand that Dak is going to carry this team to 12 wins. Dak is going to look solid tonight. So is Zeke and that defense, and the game is going to be as interesting as it could be. It's under the rain. It's going to rain a little bit. So maybe I, the overbet is not too fucking good, but I can tell you that the game is going to be low scoring. I I think the the Buccaneers are going to run so many pick routes on Micah Parsons that he is going to feel like he's a freshman again. <laughs> I think they're going to confuse the hell out of him. I, I see this going the complete opposite way as you. And again, I don't think the Cowboys are a bad team. I don't think they have enough. I definitely, spoiler, spoiler alert, I don't have them winning the division. I have them missing the playoffs. But wow. I, I, again... I think they'll be in tight games. I, I do. I think they will. I think Dak being suddenly very injury prone and not getting a preseason is going to hurt them. And I think it, like it does. Like you looked at quarterbacks who started last year when they didn't really have a true preseason. Like they struggled the first few weeks. That is a very real thing, especially if you are going to run up against an all out blitz. And you know what? The thing with the Buccaneers, with their front seven is, 
Levante David, Devin White might be the best linebacking core in football. You can rush five, rush four. You can get pressure with four, especially, again, when you have a huge gap at the guard position. And, man, I don't think Zeke wants a lot of smoke with Devin White in the flats. Zeke is going to lay the boom like he always does, and that's not going to be an issue. Them boys are fast. You're right. They're the fastest linebacking core in the game. I don't think they're the best linebacking core in the game, but they're definitely the fastest. And if they can get to their spots, yeah, that's going to be good for them. Can they stay healthy? Yeah, maybe. They spent definitely some time hurt last year. So we will see exactly what happens to that defense. I think that you guys have a pretty good shot at making 11, 12 games this year. The Bucs maybe win 12 games this year. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott runs the 40 in 4.47 seconds. Do you know what Devin White runs the 40 in? <laughs> What's that? Uh, 4.37. Oh. And he did it again this offseason. That is a okay. That is just fine. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We might have to have a little side action on this one. But yeah, goddamn NFL's back. I fucking love it. <laughs> I'm excited for this show. Oh, Lead us in, God. Angel. You're guaranteed. Welcome to Money Back Guaranteed. Your number one sports and betting podcast. It is 10 o'clock and we're waiting for Santa to come down the chimney at midnight. Yes, it is the NFL kickoff season. We are live as shit. We are going to give you all the previews. We've already given you the previews of the Cowboys and Bucks. It's going to be phenomenal. Trust me. We are giving you all the division winners. We're going to give you MVPs, defensive players. We're going to give you everything you can bet on right before the season starts because that is what's important. Gambling your money is important, especially the night before game one. And I've got a, I've got a timer ready because this is going to get – contentious as hell <laughs> right so starting off right away we're gonna just pick our division winners and we are going to give you who's going to be in the playoffs as well with the three wild card seeds starting with 
the AFC East. Jay, please tell me, who do you have winning that division? In the AFC East, I actually have an underdog. I have the New England Patriots winning the division at plus 450. So, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jay had a couple drinks before this episode, and he is losing his fucking mind. Absolutely losing his mind. The Patriots did not... Okay, they had an amazing offseason. They're starting a rookie quarterback. You gotta... You gotta be losing your mind. No. Who do you have? I'm assuming you have Buffalo? Absolutely. The Buffalo Bills are going to take a step up and look even more dominant than they are now. The connection with Diggs, Cole, that offense is going to be great. The one weakness that they have is running back and the left side corner. Other than that, dude, that team is solid. I uh, I don't disagree with you. I We're going to break down our playoff or like our wild card teams as well um i definitely think that buffalo will have a good year i look at buffalo and i see a team where bill belichick has had their number defensively no matter what whether it's in the playoffs the regular season they just look ordinary against new england even with a crippled cam or a backup quarterback Buffalo very nearly got swept last year by the Patriots. I think they won that last game by what, like seven to 10 points, not by much. I think that Mac Jones is going to do just enough. We're going to talk about our awards predictions uh, after we do our division winners. And I think Mac Jones has all of the potential to be the most boring offensive rookie of the year in the history of the league. Uh, all the weapons, I just – I. Josh Allen needs to take a step forward, but for him to do that, Stephon Diggs had an incredible season last year. Maybe one of the better seasons we've seen a wide receiver have. He carried that team. But we look already with COVID. They're having trouble getting staying healthy because the rules are seemingly very arbitrary. I just think they're going to have a lot of issues. Josh Allen, what have you done for me lately? That last playoff game, he looked incredibly ordinary. Even in the wild card game, he did not look great. I didn't – in the first round, I thought he looked very average, and he got saved by the fact that they could just run the ball better and other people had trouble playing in Buffalo. But I I don't think that that is a, a locked-up division for Buffalo. I think the Patriots surprised some people. I'm going to take coaching over what happened last year. And I think that there is some value there. Yeah, I don't see it. I think the Bills take that step up and they continue to win this division. I think they don't let go of this division for the the next three years. (laughs) All right. Moving on to uh, one of the easier divisions, AFC West. Um, Absolutely. Kansas City Chiefs will win that division. 
Uh, they might they might win it perfectly. So watch out for that. The uh, perfectly you mean eight and zero in the division or six and zero in the division? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chiefs are the heavy favorite at minus two seventy five. I think that'll be. I think you are going to see this year after the Super Bowl some money on the Chargers plus four fifty, Denver plus seven hundred. Spoiler alert, I do have two teams from this division making the playoffs. Uh, I think it'll be closer than people think. I don't think you're going to see a 15 and two Chiefs team. I think you might see more like a 12 and five, a 13 and four, which, you know, it is what it is. It's not, that's, that's a, they're still going to be like a top two seed in the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think you've seen, um, Teams are going to try to exploit the game plan that Tampa Bay use on them in the Super Bowl. But I do think they just have too much firepower. Uh, if their offensive line can become more cohesive, which they did get a lot of potential talent. If they potential can, talent. I mean, you're looking we at have a, they got Kyle Long, who's been out for two years, who has, has trouble staying healthy. They got Joe Thune, who Bill Belichick is a does not really good guard. Well, Belichick does not move on from people too late. He moves on from them too early. So we'll see. Uh, but again, you you're and Orlando Brown Jr. All either, pro tackle. That is way, what they were missing. Either way, you are starting five offensive linemen who have never played together. That takes time to build that cohesiveness, to build that as a unit. I think that Patrick Mahomes might be running for his life the first three, four weeks before they can really lock that in. But again, Patrick Mahomes is a guy who can win you games even when he's running for his life. Here's my hot take, and you're going to see this later in our picks of the week. I've got the Browns upsetting the Chiefs week one. Awful. Absolutely awful. But I think that I at I, home, at home, Jay, at, yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah. What, how? Uh, Miles Garrett on one side, no, Jadavian Clowney on the other side. That doesn't. Jadavian Clowney has been moved off three teams for one reason, one reason only. Because he he's a doesn't have in the third and fourth quarter. Number two. We are a-okay with Miles Garrett because that offensive line now is back. We have our doctor from uh, Canada. He's back. He's going to be playing guard. He was a pro guard. And that offensive line is just fine. They played all three seasons, all three preseasons. They played two quarters every single game, even the last one. So you got to understand that they knew that – had to put it together early. They left them to play the preseason and get together. So week one, they're rocking and rolling. I absolutely see the Chiefs we, fucking we, rolling on these dudes. We are we're arguing this. I just told you I have the Chiefs winning the division. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, also, also at minus two seventy five. I I would not bet on them to win the division. I don't think I don't think that's good enough value. If anything, I would put. I would put a unit on the Bronx or the Chargers plus 450 because should the unthinkable happen, they get some injury luck. I think that's a much better payout. But I do think the Chiefs win that division. That's one where 
I would I would bet that based on odds and trying to trying to outthink Vegas as opposed to actually thinking the bet was going to win. But yes, I have the Chiefs in that division. Absolutely. AFC North. This is an interesting division nowadays. Uh, break, break, breaking news. Breaking news as of like 30 seconds ago. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have officially signed Devonta Freeman. Yeah, Devonta Freeman. Let me tell you. Hey, Jay, have you ever blown $50 million in a day? I have, I will never blow $50 million in my life, but continue. Okay. <laughs> Well, the Baltimore Ravens did that shit in one practice. Gus Edwards is the third running back on this roster with a torn ACL after signing last year a $32 million deal. And on the other side of the ball, Marcus Peters tears his ACL on the defensive side of the ball, and he is out, and he signed a 20 million guaranteed deal. So that's my question. Have you ever blown 50 million? Because the Baltimore Ravens did, and they're looking ugly. Let me tell you, I had them in the division chasing the Browns the whole way through. That has put a big halt to that noise. Here's, here's a little, again, we're going spoiler alert with our wild cards. I did not have the Baltimore Ravens making the playoffs. When I post when I when I wrote this up, I thought that losing uh, JK Dobbins was going to be enough to be a big enough difference maker where they would miss the playoffs. And now they have Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman both on their practice squad because they're not ready for live reps. This is an offense that's heavily designed around in the running game around timing with options and with stuff like that. So this is not by any means going to be a, hey, 24. You know how to run a 24. You've been running a 24 since peewee. No, 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 no. This is, you are taking a hand fake there. This is this is how <laughs> Lamar likes to fake his handoffs. This is when you grab. This is when you go. Like, the running backs are always moving in space, carrying out the – like, they might not have a decent running back until – Week four, week three, week six, <laughs> like maybe who knows? Maybe this is like the Ocho Cinco on the Patriots, but for running backs, they just can't get it. Who knows? Yep. But again, I think and the fakes, the razzle dazzle, all that shit, that is what makes this offense so elite. And they opened up as favorites in this division on after the Super Bowl. They were plus 115, Browns plus 150. Oh, my, how that has changed. Absolutely flipped on his head. The Ravens were – they have nothing now. They have nothing in the running back game. And Bateman, their first-round pick, won't be back until week seven. So the Ravens are definitely not a contender at all in this league or in this division. And I have the Browns, the Cleveland Browns winning this division. And I'm going to say um, they're going to win this division by probably a three-game margin. Are you ready? Seed. 
I think that the Cleveland Browns will have a better record. I I, I legitimately think the Browns could be the one seed in the AFC. Jesus. I, I I think you have a huge question mark on that offense, and it's called OBJ. Can he gel with Baker, or are they going to look fucking dysfunctional like they did the first three weeks before OBJ got hurt? I think this is the year they sweep the division. I mean, that's easy. Actually, I I think they go. I think they go one and five. One and five, or five and one. Five and one. My bad. Five and one. (laughs) I I think they. I think they drop one to Cincinnati. At home or away? Doesn't matter. It's all in Ohio. (laughs) Honestly, probably probably at home. More than likely. More than likely. Yeah, but yeah I, I, I have Cleveland winning this. I, I just put real money on it at uh, plus 150 because for some reason Baltimore on the app I use is still plus 115. They're still the favorites. Don't understand that at all. Uh, clearly they haven't gotten the news that it's – man, I don't – burn the practice field. Get a priest. Dude, oh. Bless it. Read. you got to get brand-new turf. If they're inside, if they're outside, they have to practice inside. Do not touch that shit outside ever this again. Shit is cursed. Do you play outside? No. Is it grass? Yeah. No. Fucking take it all off and fucking redo it now. Lamar's that dude. Lamar's gonna have to restructure just because they can't sign any more players. <laughs> I want to know the time margin between it. The gusts go down and then the ambulance come through. And then, like, 20 minutes later, hey, man, we got to turn back around to the stadium. We got to pick another one up. <laughs> or did they go on the same bus at the same time? That made sense. <laughs> this is Teddy Bridgewater, people just throwing up. Oh. That, would- that actually – that happened to me, actually, in uh, in high school. We had three ACLs torn in one offensive practice. Oh, my God. No. That's – you should have walked off. Like, nope. I'm good, coach. No, I was like, can we can we injure a wide receiver? I'd, I'll go in. <laughs> My knee's fine. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So you have the Browns winning. I have the Browns winning. Uh, Browns winning. Browns winning. And that, I honestly, at plus 150, that is a, a solid bet. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I don't think anybody else in the division has the horses. If Again, Fool me once. I've been fooled on the Browns throwing out the all-talent team and not being able to put together wins. But, man, you bet your ass. If the Browns can deliver at, uh, like, 80% what their talent is capable of, that is a 14-3 and team. Man, we will see, man. But in my lifetime, the Browns are the Browns. So, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully it's not that. Hopefully it's not that. AFC South. Who wins the AFC South, Jay? Uh, I have the Tennessee Titans delivering. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville has a chance. Houston might be the worst team of all time. Mm, yes. Yes, absolutely. They, I think they, Houston has the worst 22 of all time. Did you? Did I send you that stat about the Houston Texans roster? No. They. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Here it is. Uh, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. The Texans have 
arguably the worst roster in the NFL on paper. And they do not have a single rookie starting. Holy shit. Like, like not well, they only, didn't have a pick for the first three rounds, right? Doesn't matter. Like you yeah, sign up, you can yeah. sign free agents. You can pick up people they cut. I mean, at some point, if your roster is as bad as their roster is, you got to just be giving people shots. Like, figure it out. Like, who knows? Like, throw out that kid from Stanford and just see what he can do. Because guess what? We know what Tyrod can do. It ain't a lot. Throw it the, You might as well. He's smart. He's from Stanford. See how he processes. Just if money he, ball the shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, he was your round four pick. If he doesn't work out, that's fine anyways. And hopefully the FBI will tell you Deshaun can play. So it doesn't even matter. You might as well just throw him out there. Maybe he's Russell Wilson. Who knows? I don't think Deshaun plays once the FBI clears him. Once the FBI clears him, I definitely think Deshaun definitely leaves. Well, they were talking about, like, the kind of contract language they would need to put into a Deshaun Jackson trade in terms of, like – Oh, lots. Yeah, like, in terms of, like, if he can't play, like, any like any team that was trading for him, it would be, like, three firsts and two seconds, I think, is what they're looking for. The language would be, like, if he can't play, like, they want the first back all three first back or something like that. Like they would need to have language where like it's completely well, dependent I'd say on once like, they clear him, which seems yeah. like it'll be pretty soon. Once he's cleared, I don't think Deshaun will play. We'll see. I'll, he does. He wanted out of Houston in the beginning. So I think that still continues. I don't think that changes at all. I, I We would have to look into his contract. I feel like he would play for the sole reason that, he needs to change the narrative and he needs to move on from, ooh, why is Deshaun Watson playing? Is it because he likes a finger up his butt when he's getting a massage? No, no. Like, you need you need the narrative to be like, oh, damn, Deshaun Watson is on a shitty team, but he can play. Yeah, I guess that, I guess. Tennessee Titans, I think they're too talented. I don't think their defense is very good, but I think their only competition is the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think Carson Wentz is very good. Who knows how healthy he's going to be. I think Tennessee wins a lot of track meets this year. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a year because they just have too many weapons. And, you know, I've also said that about the Cleveland Browns and they missed the playoffs. So, but I, at, at this point, I think in maybe the weakest division in sports or in the NFL, you could argue that potentially the AFC North is – as weak in terms of like top end talent. But I think Jacksonville and Houston definitely drag that down. I, uh, yeah, I think that Tennessee, I think Tennessee wins this division. I think they win it pretty handedly. Yeah. I think Tennessee wins this division as well. I think it's going to be a little dysfunctional with Julio there for a while, but once they figure it out, it's going to be a tough bad. Yeah. Tennessee Titans. I was going back and forth because I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good year down there. I really do. I think the running back game down there will be good as well. And once Carson Wentz figures it out, that defense is really good as well. So I think it's going to be a really, really interesting situation in that division one and two. 
might go down to the wire, honestly. I, I just come back to I think that the Colts, to be true contenders, they're going to need a tight end and a wide receiver to pop in a way that I don't think T.Y. Hilton can do for you anymore. So I, I just I need to see some of their younger wide receiver offensive weapons take some steps. All right. right. Who do you have for wild cards? We're not going to rank them or anything, but who do you have making the playoffs in the wild card? So my three wild card teams, um, I actually have them ranked. I am going with the Pittsburgh Steelers at number five. I'm going with the L.A. Chargers at number six. And I'm taking the New England Patriots at number seven. They're going to battle with the Jets for that last spot. What? What did you just say? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. The New York Jets and the New England Patriots at the end of the year will be fighting for the last wild card spot. Colts will miss the playoffs. You and Tyrone Bigham smoking rocks together now. (laughs) <laughs> I think the Je- I think the Jets are are a few years off. I think I think uh, Zach Wilson is going to show you flashes, but I don't think he's going to be anywhere near consistent enough where you think that they are playoff contenders this year. Although I got some bold predictions, I can even go in order. I suppose at my five seed, I have the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to have a really good year. I think. There are going to be situations where Josh Allen regresses. I think they are going to come up short personnel-wise in some situations. Uh, I still don't think they have an amazing running game, which as the year goes on, that was a big negative for them. They needed somebody in the playoffs to step up and rush for 150 yards, and they didn't. Zach Moss isn't going to do that for you, and I don't think they got much better. Um at six, I have the L.A. Chargers as well. Uh, they have all the tools. I think they could even potentially uh, move up and take that five spot if Derwin James can stay healthy and be what he's supposed to be. But he's never done it before, so I don't know why I think I can count on that. Um, oh, man, he's going to put the fucking Raiders at seven. No, 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 no. Oh. At number seven. I hope you're ready for this. And it, I, I feel even better about it after today. It's worse. The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyway. I, I believe in Joe Burrow. I think Joe Mixon is super underrated. I think he's a top 10 back in this league. I think if Jamar Chase can learn to catch the ball because it's weird and it doesn't have stripes. I was going to say, how the hell are you going to say they're going to win the seven C when their number first round pick is like, yeah, it doesn't have a stripe. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know why? Because they play a lot of games indoors. So I'm hoping he won't have lights in his eyes. Oh, the Bengals, so they're not going to have many night games. Got it. <laughs> but once that wild card hits, you can just go ahead and bench them. <laughs> and you know what? You, you, worst case scenario, hey, Jamar, you're going to run post and fades. That's all you're running. 
That's worse. He has to look up. He's like, oh shit. He's gonna he's gonna do the he's gonna do the sandlot. Hey Jamar, just just run with your arms out. I'll put the ball there. <laughs> Joe Burrow is Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He's just gonna put it in the basket. Oh, I cannot wait for the first game where he does like a fucking dig and it hits him right in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, he drops it. I <laughs> great. I think I think Joe Burrow is that good. I think that uh, this team is going to come that together. Line isn't good. <laughs> I th- I think they're not saying a lot, but I think they're better than they were last year. I think their defense improved, um, and most importantly, potentially, I think that they have a, they're in a terrible division. I think that Pittsburgh is going to find out right away that Big Ben doesn't have any juice left. Sorry, Big Ben. Um, Juju isn't very good. You don't have a lot of weapons. Najee Harris, if you're not careful, is going to be Cadillac Williams 2.0 because you're going to give him way too many touches. And I don't think you are giving TJ Watt enough help. Breaking news, though, T.J. Watt got the bag. Four mm-hmm. years, $112 million signed today. And we, so he's we, happy. And we will definitely talk about that later. But I have – I that is my potentially most – no, well, no, because you haven't seen my NFC picks. But for the AFC, <laughs> that is my most ridiculous pick. Oh, shit. If you have, if you have odds of – Cincinnati making the playoffs. I, I'm sure that it is like plus two thousand at least. Probably put <laughs> if, if your wife gives you more disposable income than my wife, put a unit on the Bengals to make the playoffs. Fuck it. Who day? That's a lot. Yeah, and that'll be the last time your wife will give you any more extra disposable income. <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, that's okay. Fair. <laughs> Let's move on to the NFC. It is going to be spectacular because I know this man is going to come up with crazy picks for the division. But let's start at home or your home, NFC South. Who wins the NFC South? I don't think there's any chance in hell that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not repeat. Unless Tom Brady gets catastrophically injured, I just think they're too deep, and I don't I don't think there's any way that anybody moves on. They're minus two hundred. I think they're the second biggest favorite to win a division uh, behind your Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and I, I think that's the smart money. I think that's the only way to go. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting, but not in this division. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers clean this up. The rest of the teams are maybe a year or two away, and Tom probably only has a year or two away from being done. So the Bucs will carry this division for the next two. Um, NFC North. I'm, I'm going chalk. I got Green Bay. You got Green Bay? I got Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to work. I think Aaron, I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but I think Aaron Rodgers' pettiness. And honestly, 
I am not impressed at all with Minnesota's defense. We'll see how many games Chicago lets Andy Dalton pretend to be the starter. And I think Detroit, Detroit is a good two to three years away from being a contender in this division. Uh, I, I just don't think there's any way that Aaron Rodgers' spite doesn't carry them to carry them to the division win, especially with the division being this week. I don't think the Vikings did enough to close that gap right now. Um, I'm going to take the Packers as well. I think um, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a MVP type season again. I think he's going to look good. He's a little happy with the guys that are there. I think they might pick up another receiver here in a couple weeks just to bring in some more weapons, but the Packers do win this division and I don't think it's going to be that easy, but the Packers do win this division. Hmm. For the AFC West. NFC West. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. For the NFC West, I have the San Francisco 49ers winning that division. That team is back. That team last year took a team vacation by having eight starters hurt. (laughs) They missed about, I think the first one to come back was Kittle, and he was back after eight weeks. That defense is back, D. Ford, um, Bosa, everyone else on that defense. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. He's going to show you that Trey Lance is going to sit this year. Even though they spent that much money or that much um, assets to go get Trey Lance, Jimmy is going to come out looking very good until about week 15. But until then, the 49ers will win about – a handsomely amount of games in that time. I still look at their division. It looks or not their division, their schedule. It's really up and down with the type of gameplay they're going to be playing against. So I think the 49ers win that division. That is a, that is a bruising division. I don't hate your pick. I, I do have San Francisco spoiler alert, making the playoffs. I have the LA Rams pulling this one out. I think that Stafford is going to give them enough. I think okay. I think I, I like Jared Goff as a quarterback, but I think the experience and Stafford is able to do more with less. I think that he is going to he's going to win this division. I think it might come down to legitimately a tiebreaker, but I think LA wins this division, uh, and I think they need to because I don't think they can keep keep this level of talent up across the board with some of these contracts for very much longer. And they don't have any draft capital for like the next five years. So I think this is going to be a big push for LA. I think Stafford knows that even though he's got more left in the tank, this, these next couple of years might be his only shot for a ring. And I, th- I think he's going to get it done again. I don't think it's going to be perfect. That's a beat em up division, but I've got LA. Not bad, not bad. A, oh, excuse me, NFC East. Just so we're aware, this is also the tightest division in football with the Niners. Niners at plus 175 odds to win. Rams at plus 190. Seahawks at plus 280. And the least favorite, the underdog, is the Cardinals. And they're a plus 575, which, depending on what you believe with adding J.J. Watt and 
everything that they've been able to do, assuming Kyler Murray can take the next step. I've seen some buzz. Some people are putting him as a dark horse to be MVP this year. Um, that's not a bad place to put your money. Yeah, that's a very safe unit bet right there. If you want to throw it on the Cardinals, they have a chance to make noise. Everyone in that division has a chance to make noise. It just really depends on who's hot that year. I mean, you always look at, been like that. I mean, you look at. I mean, Jalen Ramsey goes down for some reason for a injury, <clears throat> misses a couple weeks, gets a COVID scare, and that secondary is piss poor. Yeah. And they just lost their starting safety last year to Cleveland. So, so definitely something to think about. I think I think that is a contentious division. Maybe the only one that's got tighter odds would be the NFC East, but for very different reasons, um, being that they're much worse teams. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, not not a bad place to put your money if you're looking for a long shot, quote-unquote, that has a chance. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and your NFC East pick. I uh, I watched the this team play in the playoffs last year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a quarterback who I think gave their defense some some wrinkles they weren't expecting. Uh, I believe the Washington football team can be a very very good team this year in a division where I think there are a lot of question marks. Um, I think they maybe have the the second best quarterback in the division week to week. I love Jalen Hurts. I think Dak Prescott is maybe a top five quarterback, but I think on this roster with Ron Rivera, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be very dependable. I think he could be somebody you look for in fantasy football late in the season to pick up because people are like, oh shit, Fitzmagic's putting up points. How, how is this happening? So I – I have the Washington football team. I think their offense is going to be better now that they've got a dependable quarterback. I think their defense is going to be one of the best in the league. And I have them pulling out a tight one. I'm sure it's going to be typical NFC East football where the winner is like 10 and seven, but I think they're going to pull it out. Um, I definitely think Washington are going to look like Chicago Bears last year where they went into the playoffs or they were fighting for a playoff spot at eight and eight. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has never been a good quarterback as a starter. He's always been a good quarterback when he is put in that situation, when the starter goes down, but this division definitely goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak is back. That defense is reloaded. That offense is ready to run again. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, uh, they're going to count on Jarwin as a tight end. And that offensive line is pretty good once Zach Martin is done with COVID. And they're going to show. You're going to see it very early that the Cowboys are going to be very dominant and a team to watch out for late in the playoffs, for sure. They are the favorites at plus 120. You've got the Washington football team at plus 220, the New York Giants at plus 450, and the Philadelphia Eagles coming in last at plus 600. So, like I said, that is a very tight division. And quite frankly, much like the uh, what NFC West, I don't hate the Philadelphia Eagles at plus 600. 
Yeah. If you, if you got units to spare and you want to throw some long shot action on something that actually has a shot of coming true, I don't hate throwing a, throwing a unit on Philly. You know, deep down, every single football fan, unless you're a f- fan of a team in that division, have a little love for Philly. Nobody, why? No idea. But there's just something about that team and how they won that shitty Super Bowl that's just like, all right, man, we're just going to root for the Eagles. We're just going to root for the Eagles. I, I will <laughs> say this. I, they need to bring back the Kelly Green uniforms because those are the, some of the best uniforms in sports. Hopefully oh, we see that this year at least once. Next year they can get the alternate helmets. So. Yeah, there you go. So my wild card here is going to be a little bit interesting. It, I, I, I went wild on my NFC wild cards. My fifth seed, San Francisco 49ers. We talked about it. I think that's going to be a real close one. My uh, sixth seed, Philadelphia Eagles. Sixth seed? Yeah. Oh. I like, right. like Jalen Hurts. I think that division is soft. Um, I, I think – yeah, I think they have a legitimate chance to put together a 10-win season if they'll get out of Jalen Hurts' way. And, again, assuming Devonta, Devonta Smith can be at least close to what he was in college. And my seventh seed. Now, I'm counting on some coaches and some GMs to not be idiots here. Chicago Bears. Oh, shit. Really? I think that their defense is good, and I think they know they need to step it up or they are going to lose Khalil Mack. Uh, This is heavily dependent on the fact that they start Justin Fields uh, before week four. I I I think if you start Andy Dalton past week four, their odds of making the playoffs go down to just about zero. I think Matt Nagy loses his job this year and the Chicago Bears will miss the playoffs. But my seeding will go number five, Seattle Seahawks. I think the, Russell Wilson will cook this year how he's supposed to. He's actually going to earn himself one MVP vote this year. Would you say uh, that he's going to be unlimited this year? I think he's going to be unlimited this year. I think I think that's what it is. <laughs> I am going with the L.A. Rams at the number six seed. I think Matt Stafford is going to look very good with true weapons and a defense that actually is top five in the league. And Minnesota Vikings at number seven. I think Dalvin Cook has a 2,000 rushing yard season, uh, 2,000 rushing yard season, close to breaking the single set single season record. I think Justin Jefferson looks very good as well. I think Kirk Cousins just manages the game right to get them into positions to win with Dalvin Cook being the horse, the head horse there. And I think the Vikings do earn themselves the last seed at the end of the season too. week 17. They're going to win their game and earn the last spot in the playoffs. 
I think the Vikings are going to get exposed on defense. And I think Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat by the end of the year. Because he's a defensive guy who can't get his defense to stop. Could, couldn't stop coronavirus with a vaccine. oh shit all right all right man uh let's start let's go let's start with rookies uh these awards are are pretty interesting a lot of good odds you can i feel like because there are so many options, there's good chances to make some money here. Who do you have for your defensive rookie of the year? Um, I'm going with the favorite, Michael Parsons, linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. I think he's going to lead all the rookies and be top five in tackles this year. So, Yeah, I uh... – that's not a bad pick. I have Patrick Sertain the second at plus a thousand. I think that's a good value. I think he's going to be kind of the anchor on that Denver secondary. So I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to shine. I think he's in a very pass heavy division where a guy like uh, Justin Herbert and a guy like Patrick Mahomes aren't going to be afraid to throw at him. Like they might be someone else. So I think he's going to get opportunities. He's going to be able to get those, you know, kind of highlight reel uh, pickoffs, interceptions, and he's going to have a lot of opportunities to shine. I think plus a thousand is a steal there. I, I, that's where I'm going for my, my defensive rookie of the year. All right. Um, Offensive rookie of the year. Who do you have? I got Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I, I said it. I said it before. I think he has the potential to be the most boring offensive rookie of the year, potentially that we have ever seen. Uh, it is a quarterback heavy. Um, it's a quarterback heavy award. You could have easily made the case that Justin Jefferson should have gotten that award last year. Instead, it goes to Justin Herbert, who didn't even play a full season. Uh, I think he's got more weapons around him than Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Uh, I almost went Najee Harris here, but I think that Mac Jones plus 500 isn't a massive steal, but I think that has a really strong potential to pay off. And yeah, I think he's going to look, he's just going to look ready. He's going to make all the throws you want him to. It might not be impressive, but at the end of the year, you're going to look at his numbers and be like, oh, damn, is Mac Jones good? Nobody wants boring, Jay. You can't win shit being boring. Nobody really looks at number. The, the professionals at the end, they look at numbers and my rookie of the year will have close enough numbers, but enough of splash plays, and he will make it to the playoffs, bring his team to the playoffs. I'm going with Zach Wilson from the New York Jets. Zach Wilson makes all the throws. Every single throw you think can be made in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes and Zach Wilson can make those throws. So You also don't have them making the playoffs. It's going to be close. <laughs> it's going to be close. But Zach Wilson, will, 
You did say that. It, Zach Wilson will make it very interesting at the end. Zach Wilson will miss the playoffs. He will be what LeBron James winning the playoffs and missing – or LeBron James winning the rookie of the year and missing the playoffs. And Mac Jones will be Carmelo Anthony taking his team to the playoffs but missing the rookie of the year. That's what we're looking at right now. Two greats playing it out. You're watching them. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones will be great at the end of their careers, but Zach Wilson will win the MVP. I don't hate it. Plus 650, decent odds, uh, and he's going to be their starter. So you're going to have some opportunities there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go with comeback player of the year. Who is your comeback player of the year? At plus 700, I have a guy who I think is going to come back and, as I said, lead his team to the playoffs. I've got Joe Burrow. Okay. Again, um, all, these, all these awards, if you're a quarterback, I think are – much easier to come by. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the guy. Um, with from, my comeback from a, from a fantasy perspective, I will say I'm not angry if it's Christian McCaffrey. Could really use a comeback <laughs> player of the year performance from him. Um, at plus 800, um, this player is going to benefit a lot from that last game, that extra game of the playoffs or of the regular season. And Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is going to be the comeback player of the year. I think he breaks 2,000 yards. I think there's going to be a lot of running backs that break 2,000 yards this year. And Saquon Barkley will be one of them, and he will win the comeback player of the year. I think a lot of people are going to break 2,000 yards. Yeah, I think it's going to be four players, and that's going to be Cook, Henry, Barkley, and – Damn it. What is his name? Um, I guess I just have three. <laughs> three guys that are going to break 2,000. Cook, uh, Henry, and Barkley. Interesting. Interesting. I think Zeke will get like 18. I think that's what I was thinking. Like Zeke will get like seventeen fifty or like eighteen. You call me crazy for saying that five quarterbacks are going to throw for five thousand yards, <laughs> and you're out here saying that a record that has stood for like what six people have made gotten two thousand yards. You think we're just going to have four this year, three this four year, this year? Yep, three to four this year. A lot of records will be broken this year. A lot of them. I think the touchdown record will be broken this year. I just don't know who is it going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Tom or Patrick. Interesting. Oh, I hope that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> defensive uh, player of the year. Who defensive player got? of the year. I have at plus 850 Chase Young. I think Chase Young will elevate his game even more than he did as a rookie. And he is going to look phenomenal on what I think will be the best defense of the year. So I think Chase Young wins that award. Equal odds. 
I have at plus 800 uh, TJ Watt. I think there's not a lot going on in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be a lone bright spot. He just got paid. The eyes are on him. And there are a lot of people who think he should have won the award last year. I think it's going to be close. I really do love uh, Nick Bosa. I love Devin White. I love Miles Garrett for this award. But I think if it's close, the fact that there was such an outrage over T.J. Watt not getting it last year, I think they give it to T.J. Watt. Not bad. Your offensive player of the year. Uh, I have Patrick Mahomes at plus 650. <laughs> All right, whatever. I have um, – Is Offensive Player of the Year bad? Um, not what we're going for. Unless you have him winning both, then I appreciate you because that's how it's supposed to be. But, you know, sometimes they, they hate on that. But my Offensive Player of the Year at plus – 1500 Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook will win offensive player of the year. He's going to put Minnesota on there on his back. He's going to carry this team into the playoffs. Winning that last game with his legs and breaking the record. Um Dalvin Cook. All right. And I'm assuming I want Angel who would who's your MVP? I, I have no idea who it could be. Um breaking the passing record, breaking the um yards in a season record, it is the notorious Patrick Mahomes. It's showtime, and he's gonna give you a fucking show, so you better be ready for it. Uh, and my MVP, breaking the single-season touchdown record, breaking the yards record, breaking the all-time career touchdown, yards, wins, starts, completions, your seven, soon-to-be eight-time Super Bowl champion, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady the second. That's a true fan right there. I don't know Patrick Mahomes for a name like that. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I, I think I think if it's close, I think Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady could have the exact same records. I think the narrative is going to be too much. I think if Tom Brady wins MVP this year, no matter what happens, he's got one more year left. Win or lose, he's done after next year. Hangs uh, it up after 45. I cannot wait for the you counted me out. This is what you get video from Tom Brady when he does all those things. Except for some records that, you know, single season records. I don't think he has the tanks to throw all those yards. But I can't wait for that video to come out when Patrick Mahomes is holding his second MVP trophy. You think he's going to hold him like this? Or is he going to be like, put him on a table and hold his baby? How do you think it's going to work? How, do you, how would you if you was uh... – I mean, personally, I do think it would be hilarious <laughs> for him to have 
more uh, MVP trophies than Super Bowls. So I could see that. They they go pair and pair, if you didn't know. They go pair and pair. So if he looks good and he wins the MVP, you know that ring's coming home. So that's how that works in Kansas City, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, a couple other odds I want to uh, bring up the um, – 45-plus touchdowns, I think Brady, Mahomes, and Russell do that. And throwing for 4,500 yards, I think Zach Wilson does that as well. And those odds are all at plus 250, except for Zach Wilson that's at plus 1,800. So check out your book. Take a look at it. Look for those odds. Change it up and put those bets in because – it's going to be a very exciting season, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, dude, if if Zach Wilson throws for that many yards, Elijah Moore might be the offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> they have weapons. I mean, no. See, that's a problem sometimes that when a receiver can grab that and have a lot of yak yards, but the quarterback is always going to look the best. So – True. You need like a expiring quarterback and like a Drew Brees, like a Drew Brees, Michael Thomas winning MVP. That would make sense type shit. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't have, if you have a dominant name at quarterback, that's going to be the MVP. Unless I guess significantly he's throwing shit to the rest of the receivers. Like, I mean, I guess, but. MVP is always kind of a quarterback's game anyway. So around the world in sports, um, do you guys heard me talk about the U.S. soccer team and how they need to go down and win these games and do it handsomely to actually play well? and make the World Cup. Well, they didn't, unfortunately. They tied 0-0 against El Salvador, and they tied 1-1 against Canada. But against Honduras, they went down there, and they looked very dominant in the last five minutes of the match, scoring three goals in the last five minutes. Um. Pepe is an 18-year-old kid on that team, and he looks good. That is the youngest team in U.S. history. That's why, if you heard our earlier podcast, I said that the U.S. team will be very good in three to five years, but you might get a glimpse of it now. Or you're getting a little bit, a little bit of a glimpse now. They're, they went 1-2-0. Um, and oh in these last or in these last three games, they play three more qualifiers in October and they need to really step it up. They need to get into practice. This coach needs to whip them up into shape and kind of teach them, Hey man, you are young, but you're going to go into these places and they're going to be loud. They're going to be aggressive, but you're going to have to play the dominant U.S. soccer that we're used to, that you have to play to win these games. And I think it happens. I think the U.S. team um, will play very good in the next three and make the World Cup. 
after missing last year. But Panama, that is a team that is a mystery. They have always been a mediocre soccer team, but they are winning games and they are looking good. They just tied with Mexico and Mexico is the number one team always. And they found a way to just tie the game up 1-1 against them last night. Panama, I am rooting for y'all to be the second team. I would love to see Panama and U.S. make the World Cup. So I'm rooting for y'all and betting on y'all to win it. There we go. And, and Denny Hamlin. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Denny Hamlin <laughs> wins his first race of the year. Angel, how much money did you have on that race? I had zero money on that race, sir. <laughs> I um, completely gave up on Denny Hamlin after – it's not even his fault, and I blamed him for it, for that crash. I should have known that he was going to come out and race even harder and win that next one. Put money on Ryan Blaney, and that didn't work out for me. But congratulations, Denny Hamlin. You did win. Maybe I need to stop betting on you, and you can win a couple more races. Fucking Team Jordan. Fucking A. About time. It's like week fucking 38 NASCAR or whatever the fuck it is. You're finally winning a race. He needs to send you a pair of shoes or some shit. Just I'll to, pay, man. Just to convince you not to bet on him anymore. Oh, shit. He won't even miss a layup to give a whole gym full of kids shoes. You think he's going to give me some? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Denny Hamlin from his own personal collection. Oh, Denny? Yeah, I'll take it, Denny. I'll take a jacket. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. You wanted to talk about this TJ Watt being the highest defensive player paid, paid in the NFL. What do you think about that? Uh, well, honestly, like what strikes me is the league, like people in the league circles were freaking out about the way Pittsburgh does business. Because as someone who's not a Steelers fan, apparently they do not like giving out guaranteed money after the first year and quite frankly, the way the league is trending is towards more guaranteed money, not less guaranteed money. So the fact that they were potentially willing to piss off a defensive player of the year candidate who, I mean, potentially could have won it for you last year and on a team where you're not giving him a lot to work with. Most of the time, these are situations where, Smarter teams, other teams would, you know, bend over backwards to overpay a guy to make sure they stay because you are their main recruiting tool. Sorry, Pittsburgh, but it looks like they they got their wits about them. 80 million guaranteed, 112 million. Um, I don't know what those incentives are, but I think that's a good move. That's a cornerstone of your defense. And that's really your only chance that you're going to have at being super competitive in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did it really take Big Ben to go out there and go, hey, you need to pay this guy because, like, he needs to be here. So pay him. Yeah. <laughs> but also give me $32 million this year. Thanks. Yeah, I actually gave money <laughs> back so you could pay him. <laughs> but okay. 
All right. I guess that's not what you want to do. <laughs> well, now that he's paid, we'll see what he does. Hopefully he can um, be that cornerstone piece and hopefully Pittsburgh can bring him some help. Drafted some help. I got looked like they drafted like four DBs. So hopefully they got the help they need there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if they can what they can do. I mean, we're officially back to old school 90 Steelers, though, where the defense is going to be pretty good, but you are going to struggle on offense because, man, I like Juju ain't it. Everything mm-hmm. Antonio Brown said about Juju was absolutely correct. I mean, you did hit with Claypool and Deion Sanders or Deion Johnson. So you have pieces to throw to and you have Eric Ebron. So it's going to be okay. Juju's just going to have to do his TikTok dances on an out route where he's out of the way so these other receivers can do their thing. So (laughs) dyeing his hair and doing the dances still. I thought – I thought after getting clapped up once, he would stop doing that shit. But yeah, hey man, <laughs> do whatever you want. I mean, I don't. You know. better just keep dancing when your team is two and fifteen. That's all I want. You better just keep on dancing. I don't know more people who need to perform this year more than Juju. Yeah, he took less money to be in Pittsburgh, and he's thinks that Pittsburgh is going to pay him well. So. I don't know about that one. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Cool. Do you have picks? Or not yet? I got picks. I, I already made them. I'm oh, going, yeah. I'm going NFL money lines. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. All right. What are your picks of the week? College football, it's still kind of boring. I like point spreads in college football, and the games are – I don't like betting. Like, Gophers – Minnesota Gophers are playing Miami of Ohio. The spread, I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure it's like 24 and a half. I don't like that, dude. I don't, I don't like betting 24 and a half. Team, if a team is obliterating another team by more than 14 points, I shouldn't have to worry about a field goal to cover. That pisses me off. So I, I'm, I'm sitting out college football this week. I am going full into the NFL. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I got Buccaneers minus seven and a half. That's an official money back guarantee pick. Uh, I am going to take... Uh, let's see here. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles plus 150 over Atlanta. I'm taking the New England Patriots minus 170 over Miami. I'm taking the LA Rams over the Bears. That's minus 360. So I might parlay. I'm potentially going to parlay that with something. Uh, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals over the Minnesota Vikings. 
And uh, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans, minus 155 over the Cardinals. I also really like Green Bay, minus 210 over the Saints. So I, I'm not going to put all these on the page, but they are all picks that I am I am riding this week. I'll probably pick like five of them for the, the actual graphic. All right. Well, um, I'm going to stay with college. I found some games that I definitely want to bet on. Um, I'm going to take Ohio State uh, minus 14 against Oregon. I think it's going to be an interesting first half. Oregon's defense is very good. They have the number one rusher in the nation, but I think Ohio State takes care of them. That is a game Uh, I'm actually interested in. That is the one game because, I mean, they got weapons, but C.J. Stroud did not look amazing against Minnesota. And I think that Oregon has a better offense and defense in Minnesota. So we'll, we'll see. But that, that could be – that's either going to be – C.J. Stroud is either going to have to look much more comfortable and look like he's developing, or it could be a rough year for Ohio State. We could have nobody in the Big Ten in the playoff. And Ooh, you, like the pack the, if, And if that happens, if Oregon wins, I think the Pac-12 might be a better conference in the Big Ten this year. Oh, shit. Um, I am also going to take Ohio State over Ohio. I'm going to take the money line there. Yeah. Ninth-ranked Ohio State versus 10th-ranked Iowa. Taking the Ohio State to win that one. You mean Iowa State? Iowa State. What else? Ohio State twice. My bad. Iowa State. Rank nine over Iowa, rank ten. I'm gonna take Ohio, uh, Iowa State. You're gonna take, take the points there. Uh, no, I'm gonna take the money line there. Nice. I think the money line's only uh, plus two ten. I think it was. That game is gonna be interesting, but I also think it might be hella boring. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like ten seven probably. <laughs> and then uh, my NFL pick that I'm gonna call out right now. Um, I'm taking Kansas City with an alternative spread of minus 9.5. That is a plus 150. And I'm going to take an alternative spread of the under of 46.5, and that is plus 230. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that under. I don't don't know how I feel about that 9.5, but... (laughs) <laughs> I, I respect the alternate line. I like it. 28 yeah. to 10. And you have the Cowboys to cover tonight. Yep. And I got the Cowboys to cover the uh, their plus 7.5. Actually, they're plus 9 right now. Yeah, they've they've moved. That line is moving. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I got up on that. As soon as I saw 7.5, normally I don't like to make NFL picks until the day before, you know, just in case. Antonio Brown at the time was still questionable. Uh, Godwin was questionable. Uh, I I wasn't sure, but when I saw seven and a half, I had to hammer it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take that nine. Um, Cowboys will definitely cover that, and it's going to be a very, very fun week one. Very fun week one. I will give you my NFL picks on Sunday, so stay tuned for that. Watch Sunday morning. Look for my picks. Put those in. I'll be up at nine in the morning with my coffee. And we we might have to have a special graphic where you and I just bet every game because we're going to yep. anyways. 
pretty fucking much. <laughs> and every week I throw a one unit parlay just in case I'm hot. Just in case everything looks good. <laughs> Some just because because one week in my life I'm going to pick every game correctly. I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to be very wealthy man. Popping champagne and telling your wife, "See, this is why I do this." Money, money back guarantee, sweatshirts on me. Oh man! Hey guys, thank you for listening to Money Back Guaranteed, where all your money is guaranteed if we're wrong. No, it's not guaranteed no. at all, at all. But not, not you can guaranteed. check us out. <laughs> hey, but if we're right, we want to cut. Yes, yes, because <laughs> you did listen to us, so shout us out. <laughs> check us out on all socials. Um, we are on IG Money underscore Back underscore Podcast. Listen to our podcast on all streaming platforms. Like it, follow it, share it. Listen every week. We're going to give you the best picks we could possibly can. And trust me, I am always right. Hey, KHL, Dynamo Moscow, they are a wagon. Vadim <laughs> Shipachev has seven points in three games, six goals and an assist. He's four assists away from being the all-time KHL leader in assists. They are a wagon. Watch for them. They have won every single game so far. They are 3-0. and They play Amir on Sunday. If you're looking for something to do at 10.30 before the NFL kicks off, I would hit their plus one-and-a-half puck line, and I think you're going to be impressed. Portable.tv. That is your KHL update on Money Back Guaranteed. <laughs> Thank you for listening. It's so good to be back to football. <laughs> yeah. Because people are going to wake up at 7 in the morning to wake up to a hockey game in Russia. No, they have to do it six times this year for a London game. Hey, man. Hey, man. You know, I have about four weeks to stay hot before the NHL takes over. Otherwise, I might just be done with football together. But as of now, I'm hot. I'm going to be 1-0 tonight in the NFL. We're good to go. Check out our picks because I will be 1-0 at the end of the night. Stay tuned, all right? Because this is going to be a rocking season. Check us out on Instagram, at money underscore back underscore podcast. We're doing reels now. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. I'm pretty cool. (laughs) All right, two shows next week. We will see you probably Tuesday. See you later.